Hi, I'm Liz Del Conte, and today I'll be talking to the brilliant and lovely Anna, a student of mine who's got, I am sure, an amazing career ahead of her. Today she's going to talk to me about what it's like to be a high school student post-pandemic, what, what it's like to have a great work ethic while sometimes surrounded by people who don't, what she hopes to get out of her career, and just, I don't know, impart her general wisdom to us. So take a listen. We're on the clock. Um, all right. Well, I am here with Anna, who happens to be one of my students and also one of the most amazing students that I currently have and have ever had. And um, it's really fun to get to talk to you, Anna, outside of school, because um, I feel like I know you pretty well. Um, and the reason why I wanted to talk to you in particular is because of all of the students that I have and that I know, you just always come across to me as somebody who's got her head screwed on straight. You, you're not someone who complains about work. You don't have excuses for things. It seems like you have plans, you're mature, you're like all of those lovely things. Um, which as you and I were kind of just talking about before, I think is a bigger issue for students today than when I was in high school. Yes, definitely. I would, I would hundred percent say that. I think, I mean, I want to say maybe part because of the pandemic, maybe not, but there's definitely a trend of you know, easy A's, I can put in little effort, I can get by. And I just think that with students right now, um, it's definitely getting fewer with the people that want to strive and want to be top of their class. And not to say, you know, some people, everyone has, you know, different strengths, different talents, but no matter what, like, I feel like work ethic wise, it's definitely lacking. That's such a good point because I a hundred percent agree that, um, a lot of students expect that if they turn something in, they should get an A yes. and that just the act of turning something in or completing an assignment sort of fulfills the entire requirements to get an A, which I always, I mean, one, that's just not the case, but I always feel bad for the students like you who put in lots and lots of effort. And especially in a class like our American literature class, where oftentimes the projects I assign are of the students creating. So that means someone like you can come in and create this amazing um, idea and then work on it to perfection. And then someone else is doing something that just doesn't even reach the same caliber and is expecting to get a comparable grade. Yeah, I, I really think that another one of the things that we're not seeing a lot right now, specifically in my grade, is creativity, which is really sad because I think it's one of the core aspects of education is being able to stretch ideas, create another opinion. Like you are your own person and every time you're learning something, like you have something to add to the class. And so I feel like when people specifically in our class, they're just not taking that opportunity. They're rather going through the motions. So I definitely feel that, I don't know, like, yeah, the projects, there's a lot of creative liberty in them and they're really fun. Um, and I feel like 
people should really like this is a chance to kind of show yourself and bring out your personality and some things like I personally I like design fashion so for me that was really exciting because it was like I could incorporate that so that's where I feel that you know if we're going to learn about each other and like grow as a class then everyone should be really I don't know trying to like put something into it that means something to them but also brings out the assignment and I'm just going to interject to say that the fashion you designed was for the character of Hester Prynne in the Scarlet Letter. And you put together this whole poster with these original drawings and explanations. And really it could have been a pitch that you gave it a real place of business, right? Like that's the level of um, effort you put into it. Uh, But I really, you know, it's interesting. I guess I never thought about it. I often think about the lack of work ethic that I see and how it compares to my memory, at least of students' work ethic pre-COVID. But I think it's really easy for students to maybe tell themselves, well, it's high school, so I'm not going to put in the work. But when I go to college, I will. Or when I get a job, I will. But will, will students actually have the resiliency to do that if they haven't built up the, the muscles to do that, I guess, in high school? I would say that specifically speaking to some of my friends who were seniors last year who are now in college, they found that by putting in work in high school and taking honors classes or APs, um, for instance, they said that college was actually one, they felt prepared by going to school and really trying. And two, that it was almost actually easier Mm. that when they went to college, they were like, oh my goodness, because then you have obviously more freedom and you know time to like move around your schedule and stuff in college but I think that is one of the biggest things is that people tend to disregard high school because it's like oh live it up it's high school but I definitely agree and I think that you need foundation because otherwise like I do also know people who then go to college and then it's like bam you know what I mean because then all of a sudden it's like now you have these expectations this is going to count on your job everything but I think there's a lot to say about having a really good high school diploma. Yeah. And professors at the college level do not accept the same types of excuses that I think students are used to using and getting away with in high school. So there's not even as much, I don't want to say sympathy because professors are obviously lovely and nice and whatever, but I think there's more of a sense of you chose to come here you chose to take this class, do the work as opposed to high school, where I know a lot of students feel like they would rather not be there, but they have to be. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, there are, you know, some of the high school courses that you have to do, but at the same time, if you're already enrolled in that class, you might as well make the best out of it. You know, you may not love that subject, but if you're already taking it, then why not? you know, take the opportunity to grow. And maybe if you're not great at English and you don't like it, you can still build and you can become better in that. You don't have to be like the perfect person in the class and everything. But I think at the end of the day, all it comes down to is like effort, you know? Yeah. Which now that you're talking about that, I'm just flashing back to our class on Friday when we read the poem and we were illustrating it. And you had that amazing storyline that you told. And then there were other people who were just adamant, like, this is the worst thing I've ever read. And, and they're entitled to that opinion, but I kind of feel like you're, what you're saying would really apply of just 
just kind of go with it and see yeah no, what 100%. you think instead of just deciding right away that you don't like it yeah like really when it comes down to the classes and stuff just like the poem you could say oh I just you know I'm gonna I guess it's like giving up early almost you know yeah you're just kind of quitting quietly as I like to say and it's just oh yeah well this poem's bad so I'm already gonna stop and then your train of thought just ends versus you can still not like it but then you could think oh well what does this mean or could this mean this which is kind of a good segue into thinking about careers because I feel like a lot of people too when they're imagining what job they want to prepare for in college or that they you know kind of imagine themselves spending their working years immersed in instead of the a it becomes the paycheck and I mean clearly you need a paycheck to live but money is not going to be enough of a motivation I don't think to make anybody who's unhappy in their career to sort of go to work every day with a smile. Um, so I'd love to hear what your thoughts are just kind of looking ahead because you're a junior in high school. So you have, I mean, colleges on the horizon for you. I mean, you're probably thinking about it a lot because it's going to be time to get teacher recommendations and you're doing college visits, right? All of that stuff happens junior and senior year. And then you, you, you're expected in so many ways to know what you want to study by the time you get to college. So does thinking about your career and, and going to college and studying, does it feel really overwhelming? Do you feel like you have a, a plan already brewing, you know, where are you at in terms of looking ahead to jobs? Um, I'd say where I'm at right now is obviously a whole bunch of things really, because yes, it's overwhelming. But at the same time, I'm giving this huge freedom to now, you know, the people that maybe were stuck in the quitting system in high school and, you know, didn't want to go to their core classes. Now I'm excited because now you can choose what talents, you know, you take from yourself and now you want to spread or I don't know, just anything. I'm just really excited for college, actually, because it's my own chance to help not only my community, but then learn new things and new people in general. You know, as far as college, I've definitely looked at some, yeah, yeah um, visits, some everything. Uh, I found that the best way right now to think about it was looking at my strengths, things that I was interested in, um, location, things like that. And that actually helped me the most um, to find what I wanted to do. Um, for a while, I wanted to take after my parents who are both doctors. And I was like, oh yes. And I had this idea because like you said, initially it'll make great money, you know, sure. I'll have to go to college for this long, but at the end of the day, I'll be really rich. And it's very easy to think that. Mm -hmm. But then when I went, I was like, okay, well, we're going to test it out. So I did an internship and then I took AP chem. And for the first couple months of AP chem, I was miserable. I thought I loved Kevin bio, but I, I, the second I took an actual college course in it, there was no way that I could have done one year, let alone 11 years of it. And that's how I knew. So I feel like the best thing is really experimenting and then trusting yourself. Um, and me being an art person, 
it's really hard because a lot of people will say, oh, well, that's not going to work out, or you're just an art student, or, mm, you know, you don't really make a lot of money with it. But at the end of the day, this is something you're going to probably be doing for the rest of your life. So personally, I do believe that your interests and what you want to do with your job 100% comes first. Yeah. Like if you really wanted to be a teacher and you had that connection with kids, you should 100% do that because that's what you're going to be. I feel like people are going to celebrate you and you enjoying your day to day because you want to do that. Because at the end of the day, if you have a job, like I've had a couple jobs where I really didn't like it, but I just, you know, I stayed with it because of the money, but you see how you come home and you're literally drained. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're with something that long, that's just, it's not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a relationship. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Work your job because not to say that it becomes your life, but essentially how the world is it does so you might as well try to find something that has a balance yeah so personally I need I was actually right now I for the last year I've been focused on real estate and I've taken a business class and I found that I really I've always liked presenting being social with people possibly marketing so then I can incorporate my art into that Oh my and gosh, you could design like your own logo. Oh yeah. And then you also have, you know, photography is part of it. I think that's really underrated, you know, showing homes, mm-hmm. how you set things up, how you design. I loved interior design. I was like, this is something that I never even considered because I think a lot of times, again, doctor, lawyer, you know, dentist, whatever, like there's, there's just these certain jobs that are idolized. And I think it's really hard because high school students have to see there are so many things you can do. Yeah. Like so, so many that I didn't even think of that. I love your, yeah. And I, it's interesting to hear you talk about um, being like a real estate agent because I actually used to work for a real estate agent when I moved to this area. um, And I was taking a few grad classes to get certified to teach in New York And I wasn't, I didn't have my real estate license, but I worked for this woman who was, I think at the time she was like the top real estate in the area. And I had to design the posters that she would like the, she would print them out. And that was, you know, a long time ago, but now of course it would be online, uh, write all the kind of language for the ads to try to put a positive spin on different aspects of the houses. And I would go to the open houses and have to go put those lock things on the doors and stuff. Um, but you're right. There's so many of your, uh, skills and interests that would go into that. And for some reason, I do feel like real estate isn't one, it's not one of the jobs that we hear about. And, and because, you and I spend all of our time at a school where it just so happens that a lot of the parents of, of the students in our school do have these high power jobs. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's very easy to, you know, get pressure from friends or parents to choose such a high powering job. And if you want to do that, I think that's great. But I think for a lot of people, that's not realistic. And there's no chance that every single kid out there in the high school wants to go to medical school or wants engineering or something like that. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's why colleges have so many majors and stuff like that. So my plan really is to go to a school that specializes in real estate, um, has some form of like major with economics and finance and marketing. Um, because I think you should, I like more of the liberal arts route because really, I mean, that's how high school is. So I mm-hmm. think it would really need to go to college and then also have a wide variety because one of the things about high school, which we had talked about previously was that they, no one really teaches anyone money, you know, yeah. they teach your generation money. They didn't teach our generation money. There's no class about stocks or, you know, how to mortgage a house or cars or anything like that. So I wanted to, you know, if I'm going to real estate, I figured I might as well. Yeah, there is no class that covers all the practicality of, of growing up and which would actually probably give students a better sense too, of what kinds of jobs are out there, because it does seem like everybody's sort of being funneled into science or being a doctor or a lawyer. Um, I mean, I don't have many students over the years who've said to me, Oh, I'm going to be an English teacher, or I'm going to try to be a writer or an editor. You know, it's sort of always seen as maybe something you might try on the side, but you got to make money. So the other jobs take precedence. Um, so part of what I'm hoping to do with this podcast is to talk to people who have careers in a number of fields, because I think kind of like you were saying the, the expectations that students have, or the assumptions they make about careers are based on stereotypes or maybe movies they've watched or TV shows. And I think it's interesting to see what the people who actually spend their time in those careers really spend their time doing. So as someone who is looking ahead and has some great ideas about what she might want to do, what are some questions you find yourself wishing you had answers to? Like if you were talking to a real estate agent, like what is it you want to know about that job? Um, I would probably start by saying just in general, what is the, you know, the day-to-day task that you're doing? Is this something that is super regimented? Am I going to have to be at a desk all day or do I have, you know, a little bit of freedom where am I going out to houses all the time? Because my biggest fear is I do not want to be in a cubicle. I do not want to be just like do this, this, and this. So I'm definitely... I'd want to ask, you know, so day to day, what is it really, what does it look like in general? Maybe what is your favorite thing about it? Yeah. To see that maybe if we share interests, what, what are they taking out of their job? Um, and yeah, no, maybe also just locations, you know, is there, I think there's always going to be someplace cause you want to have some sense of safety too, to know that there's going to be somewhere else that you can find a job with, you know, this major or something like that, how they got to that, you know, what education it took. I'd say that those couple of questions are probably what popped in my head first. Yeah. I like that point you just made about, okay, where, where's this going to place me maybe geographically, but also just sort of in terms of how uh, marketable I'll be for other jobs. You know, if I've, if I try out real estate and I don't like it, but that's the job on my resume, what doors does it open? 
I remember being in high school and being told and this, I graduated in 97. So it was a while ago, but being told that pretty much everyone who had worked before us, anyone older spent their career in a single job. Like you graduated college, you got a job at a company and you stayed at that company until you retired. And that we were going to be one of the first generations that probably had five or six jobs over the course of a career. And I just remember panicking because I didn't even know that I'd ever be able to get a job. It just seemed impossible. I wasn't always the most responsible person in high school. I didn't really super buckle down until college. And I just remember thinking, well, I'm screwed because I'm going to be lucky to get one job, let alone five or six. And, but I really have only had, I mean, I worked for a real estate agent. I worked in a couple of other places post-college, but I've just been a teacher. And other than teaching at Ohio State, I've only taught in our, in the current district where I teach. So I've, I've never actually had that experience of having to rebrand myself. And now whenever I imagine doing it, because often, you know, it happens a lot where I'm like, hmm, I should have been this other thing, or am I too old to go be this other thing? And then I just always decide that, yes, I'm too old. And then I, you know, just remind myself why I like my current job, but does that, I don't know. I, I should have looked, I don't know statistically how many jobs people have now. I think it is more fluid than it was even when I was you know, entering college and thinking about the workforce. Does that terrify you? The idea of maybe doing three or four things, or do you maybe, I don't know, because maybe from my current perspective, I'm thinking that's kind of amazing. I'm not just this one thing. I get to be a bunch of things. I've always thought about having, um, I, from example, really is having, um, like one job. I'm not sure I understand. Sorry, my watch just like You're talked good. to me. Having one job and then having some kind of like side business or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, because I don't know, I guess I like the idea of having sustainability and knowing that, yes, I'm going to have one thing to always rely on. But at the same time, I mean, I think you like so many things and I particularly have so many hobbies. So I, think at some point I wouldn't mind you know doing a different job if I got to that but if I really loved real estate and I wanted to do that then I'd probably stick with that but I have always so I'm like I liked the idea of having one you know job that I can rely on mm-hmm. but I have thought about having like side businesses yeah. or I don't know some something else you know well I think yeah because you're so creative I feel like you and I share that a little bit in common where it's like, we're doing the the thing, right. For, for me teaching, for you being a student, but our minds are always also imagining these other outlets of creativity and it's fun to pursue those. And I guess they get to stay kind of fun because it's not a job. Right. Um, no, I think that if you just had school, and I didn't do any hobbies or sports or any of those activities, you know, it, I think, you know, it's good because, you know, you need school, but at the same time, you also need all of those hobbies and activities. Yeah. So I feel like I could never let that go, you know, moving forward in college and things like that. Right. And I do think that with 
with the pandemic, there's more of an understanding now that jobs can't be one's whole identity. And it's, it's not that you have to do the quiet quitting, like you were talking about before and just sort of coast your way through your career. But I feel like there's this balance that people are a little more aware of at least aiming for where job doesn't have to mean self or identity. Yeah. Um, Cause it's one of the things I resent a little bit about being a teacher is I hear people say a lot like, Oh, it's my calling. You know, like I just could never imagine being something else. I'm like, mm, that's not my experience. <laughs> I don't know. It's not realistic to think that way because no one person was designed to do one thing. Yeah. When you're born, you weren't like, oh, here's one talent. No, you find that you have like so many other things that you like. And it would be like if you had the same meals every single day. Which I do but, sometimes. <laughs> no, but eventually you're going to be like, geez, I want to mix it up right. and I want to have a different dessert this day or that. Like if I had the same meal every day, eventually I'd be like, what the heck? I cannot take this anymore. Right. No more chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Like we rely on having balance in our life because if yeah. there's one, I guess it's um like relating back to science, I guess just your homeostasis. Like if you always have just this one and there's an imbalance, then- like yeah. Just, it would, it would be so dull. There'd be, it, it really would. Like, it just seems so it's too black and white, you know? Yeah. They like, Oh, you're just going to do this one thing. And I feel like that would be the definition of not living your life to the fullest. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, I imagine it's like one of those, um, like post-apocalyptic novels. Like, I don't know if you remember Divergent. I think it came, it yes. was a movie, right? Like, yep. in, I think there, it's not a career that you're necessarily born into, but you're born into like a, or you're a born into a, some kind of society, right? Like a segment of society. And then when you reach a certain age, it's like you decide where you're going to really end up, but it's, then you're just kind of stuck there. And it feels like one of those plot lines, like, we bestow upon you title of real estate agent from birth. And now exactly. that is your pathway. There's just there's no way. And so, and I think some of the most successful people and happiest people that you will see are the people that went out and did something different and yeah. took a risk and they end up enjoying it that much more. Right. Cause the best things in life are I've, learn this far is really like, they're always going to be hard. Yeah. Like you have to work for them, but in the end, they end up being some of the best things. A huge thank you to today's guest, Anna. I really cannot say enough wonderful things about her. Um, and I continue to be amazed by her all the time. Thank you too, of course, to Peg Newell who wrote and performed and recorded our amazing, theme song.